few are the faculties as cherished as memory. Anamnesis insoles the body. Stories told about family and by members of the family help relive the joy and pain of the past. All you are and all you hope to be begin with the memory of what was, your memories and the ones that others carry for you. Why is this night different from all other nights? Asks the child from the Passover table. Do this in remembrance of me, says Jesus from the table of the Last Supper. And the family begins to remember. Remember the great saving works of God. So Isaiah has seminal memories to recount for the reader. I am the Lord, your Holy One, the Creator of Israel. The, the oracle begins at the beginning. Thus says the Lord, who makes a way in the sea, a path through the mighty waters. The oracle moves on to the Red Sea intervention. Who brings out chariot and horse and army and warrior. Isaiah marvels at the unbridled power of God and recounts the moment of rescue. But then, note, note the very next verse. After saying and recounting these great moments of memory and history, he says, do not remember the former things. Do not consider the things of old. And the reader thinks, wait a minute. You've, you've just spent the last several moments extolling the, the building block character of memory. A faithful telling of the story is requisite, you said. You were made in God's image. You squandered your inheritance and wandered in a land that was waste. But God rescued you from the tyranny of Pharaoh and put your feet on the dry land of Canaan. Isaiah Isaiah, if faithful recall of the story is essential, how can you say? Do not remember the former things or consider the things of old. Forget Eden? Forget the Red Sea? Forget Sinai? Forget the land flowing with milk and honey? This is like telling a nursing child to shun his mother's breast. It's not just counterintuitive, it forsakes the relationship that sustains, the arms of love that comfort, the hope that allows for the future. And contextually, is all the more astonishing. Isaiah's writing at a time when the people of Israel have been carried off into captivity, into Babylonian captivity. Every shred of dignity and hope had been seized from them as the monarchy fell and they were separated from Jerusalem, the mother of all memory. For the people of Israel in captivity, the Exodus event, it was all they had left. It was the only story left to tell. And now... Now God, through Isaiah, is telling them to forget it, to, to, to put it aside. 
that verse again, that, that telling verse. Do not consider the things of old. Why? Because I'm going to do a new thing. Now this, this pivotal moment in this verse, it also, it hints at the corrosive character of memory. It gives us a little, a, a, a little idea that, that, that tyranny can be exercised by memory over you. Tradition, for tradition's sake, it the very occasion for intimacy and life-giving memory into an obstacle of stone. Take, for example, the young woman haunted by the memory of sexual abuse and rape. Memories routinely suppressed or made only in the secrets of the heart can keep her backed into the corner of every room she ever enters again. On the other hand, a recitation of the unthinkable, it can provide opportunity for her to face the evil, for her to name it and to rebuke her abuser. Memory can bind and memory can heal. But whatever healing and life-giving potential the Exodus story has had for the people of God in this moment where Isaiah is speaking to them, it seems to be spent or unrealized. Reading this, as the Christian does, through the lens of the crucifixion and resurrection, you know this new thing to be the saving work brought about in the life of the Messiah. You will experience afresh and make present afresh the saving work of God in the events of Holy Week beginning this next Sunday. See, see how God continues to work out your salvation. See your healing at hand. Look, your restoration is on the way. It's happening even now. It would be easy to gather next Sunday if but to wave the palms and mark the triumphant entry into Jerusalem. It would be easy to gather on Monday, Thursday, if but to wash each other's feet and remember the Last Supper. It would be easy to gather on Good Friday, if but to beat the breast and cling to the cross of Christ. It would be easy to come to the vigil, if but to shout amen as the baptizan emerges from the water and confirmands from the hands of the bishop. But... There is so much more at stake in these observances and ritual remembrances. If you are proud of your name, you're asked to come as a people with no name. If you have loved the traditions of your family, country, and church, then you're asked to come as a people with no family, no country and no church. If economic success is central to your identity, you're asked to come as a people of poverty. And if your confidence is born of personal accomplishment, then come as if you had none. For in setting these markers, these memories aside, you will make room for God to do a new thing.
God in Jesus Christ would have you dream again. God in Jesus Christ would place a river across the desert of your heart. God in Jesus Christ will remake the memory of former things such that your heart may surely there be fixed where true joys are to be found. Peace.